welcome to episode 164 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie and kind of not so indie film. I am one of your hosts. Go ahead. You want to cut me off? I know it. Well, you paused before you said your name, so I was like, Did you forget oh, are, are I had we doing name? this now? Or <laughs> I didn't, that's a, it seemed too long for a dramatic pause. I didn't know if you I'm were. I'm Sashia Dumont. I'm Paul Robinson. Okay, listen. Christ. Yeah, buddy. This is going to be a good one. We got some things to talk about. Is it, though? Sure. They're all going to be good. They're all good. Every that person that says one. all their children are beautiful, and you know that there's the ones that aren't. No, because there's some episodes we've done that are some doozies, but that we, we haven't had a doozy in a while, so maybe this will be it. <laughs> so they can't all be great. Yeah. <laughs> you, just contra- you just contradicted yourself, sir. No, I'm just saying they're all going to be great going forward. Well, that's that's an all that, that's a really wonderful track record to have for new listeners that they can. We've uh, done some good shows. That's a, <laughs> go they, Gorilla Film. We've done some good ones. They can gauge <laughs> our dedication and uh, commitment to the show by saying, "Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, we suck." Yeah. Hopefully, you got us on a good day. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what to tell you. Fingers crossed. Yep. So. Um, it's as 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 our OGs know. It's summer. We tend to do a lot of reviews in the summer. Um, although mm-hmm. with the potential second lockdown, we might be getting guests earlier than we expected, as yeah. people won't be doing as much yeah. again. So uh, we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, so just two reviews. I have something I wanted to talk about oh, as well. Okay, all right. So three things today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. 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 Mm-hmm. Very cool. So let's get started. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So one of the the thing I, I wanted to kind of follow up a little on the Scarlett Johansson Disney saga. Oh Jesus. Okay. Um, because I read, <clears throat> I've been reading some articles on it, um, and at first I thought, okay, Why are you well, screaming <clears throat> because I'm very excited. I guess. <laughs> very angry with Disney. <clears throat> at first, I. I um, I thought, oh, this is going to just be a thing, and they'll settle out of court next week, and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a much bigger thing than I anticipated, mm. um, because, well, here, let's just get into it. So, so you, as as we all know, we discussed last week how Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for loss of income because they decided to stream the movie, and and which then you know it didn't do so well in the theaters, which is part of her back end points and all that sort of stuff. So she's suing. And we gave our thoughts on that last week. And to sum up, that was just like honor your contracts, regardless if it's ten dollars or ten million dollars. You got to mm-hmm. honor your contracts anyway. So Disney put out a statement, mm-hmm. and I'll read it. A second statement, because at first they were like, "We're disappointed in you." Yeah. Well, no, this is the statement they put out. So this is, I guess, the statement, um, and it, it is as follows. Um, there is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Mrs. Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. Mm. Okay, so, I have so many problems with that statement. <laughs> When I read it, um, and look, we discussed last week, this is like 1% problems, but I it's feel first like... first world problems, Yes, yeah, super first world problems, but I feel like the implications of it can be felt throughout, you know, for, mm-hmm. for anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and so the first issue I had was with the fact that they threw this whole COVID-19 thing in, like, as yeah. this is some kind of callous disrespect for the COVID-19 thing. Mm-hmm. 
and then to out her as to how much money she's made right. on the thing. Well, I mean, I think that's information you can get, but... Well, for sure. But I mean, th- th- to me, this is just Disney trying to shame her, you know, and win in the court of public opinion so that she'll drop her suit. Because what's going to happen is if she goes through with the suit and wins, then you... Because there's already rumors that um, um, uh, the, the Cruella, that mm-hmm. film, um, that she is going to... What, what, who's the actress in that? Um, um, Emma Stone. Yeah. So she's going <laughs> to... That she's possibly going to be suing Disney for Cru- Cruella as well because the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. But shouldn't so, she have done that though? Well, I think a lot of people they don't want to piss off Disney because they still want to work with them. Where Scarlett Johansson's like, I don't need Disney. You already killed me. My character's dead, so I don't really care. Um, so the 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 theory is that if Scarlett Johansson takes yes, us to by court, by the way, sorry, there's a lawnmower going off that you may or may not hear, but it's driving me fucking nuts. Yeah, it's fine. Proceed. Yeah. Um, so the theory is that if Scarlett Johansson continues with the lawsuit and wins, there's going to be a truckload of lawsuits coming for all these other people because there's tons of deals. Deals are made like this all the time where there's back-end points because it mm-hmm. makes the films easier to make, right? So you have like a movie like Black Widow where you don't have to pay her a lot up front. She gets part of the mm-hmm. thing, so it's cheaper to make those films. And so there's probably tons of films that were made that way, and you know a lot of people just... This are happy to be like, all right, well, I was, I probably could have got $10 million, but I got $1 million and that's fine. Yeah. Um, this is also how smaller sets will justify paying actors less because you get residuals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so they, you know, for those that don't know, like a, you'll get, if you do like a SAG shoot, then every time that airs, you get, uh, it, I mean, not, you're not getting like $100 every time it airs, but, you know, over 10 years, if you're getting a dollar every time it comes out, you know, you, you make some bank a little right. bit. Right, in this, which is that this is how it translates, this is how it funnels down, right? And right. so, you know, I have a, the, the Disney's just, that's just kind of like a messed up thing to do, you know, just to try to shame somebody into that. Like, that was a really kind of... Would they do that to Chris Evans? That's, see, that's the other thing. That's, it's or it's become... it's Robert become, Downey Jr. Or... It's become this gender thing, um, which may or may not be the case. I don't know, you know, obviously. Um, I don't, I, I honestly don't think they would have done that to... Someone like Chris Evans or, or or who I love, by the way. It's no, no shade to him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they may have been more likely to... Because my understanding from what I've read, and I've read a little bit about it, is that her representation kept trying to reach out to Disney saying, hey, there's a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. Because she's not... My understanding, again, is that she's not getting any cut from the, from what's, from the money that's made online. Mm-hmm. You know, their statement there is that saying that because it was streamed online that gives her the ability to make more money elsewhere mm-hmm. you know as in like popularity and all this sort of stuff but she's not getting any direct kind of money from cut the str- from the from, from the, the stream so they get to keep all of that so yeah i don't i don't know man that's just really really messed up and so then if this if disney gets their way and they cut her out well then what happens to all the people that can't afford the lawyers that scarlett johansson can get and that are like you said like you know they're not dealing with millions of dollars but they're dealing with hundreds of dollars and that's their rent you know when mm-hmm. if this film that they did is supposed to maybe get a small theatrical release and they could probably get a couple thousand dollars and now with the pandemic and stuff and they decide you know so it's i don't know it's just a huge mess and i'm really i'm more invested in this story because i really want to see what happens because this has um become quite a uh, quite a fiasco 
And I didn't. Th- I really. I, I blue, if you will. Yeah, I didn't read that. I didn't know that article. That response. I don't know when they actually released it, but I don't. I didn't know of that last week when I, we talked about it initially. And it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a. It's a very bad look for Disney. Not that it matters because it's Disney and they'll just keep on trucking. But See? and and the other thing to your point about would they do that to Chris Evans is like where the fuck are they? How are they not like defending her and coming out and saying? And look, we're not like the hugest they, Scarlett Johansson they are fan, but not going, but they're they're not. You nobody, know exactly why they're not coming yeah, out, okay? But it's still, cash money, yeah. But so, still, like, ugh, I, I don't know. It's, this is, it's just shameful. This is the this is the business, okay? And this is where you know, right now, I think that there's no way they would do this to Robert Downey Jr. Well, I just said that before, yeah. but um, I think that even if you wanted to. So, just any of her constituents, if you will, let's just say, are sitting here saying, oh, I feel like I should uh, comment because somebody must have been like, hey, what do you think about Scarlett Johansson's blah, 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 blah. Um, I think we already know Jer- Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, yeah. whatever the fuck. Um, he ain't going to say shit because he's already, he's kind of uh, in the past uh, set his stance on equality in, in this business yeah. anyway. So um, Plus I don't a expect. a show coming out on Disney. Yeah, Plus, I don't so expect shit from him. Uh, but even the other people... I mean, Tony Stark's dead, right? Yeah. Um, but but he'll come back right away. You know, I can Im- I I have to imagine. It's just guessing here, but I have to imagine that their their managers are like, don't even think <laughs> yeah. about saying shit. Um, and so there is that sort of that sort of gag that's put on everything. Um, I highly doubt that her co-stars are going to say anything in this current film because they're going to want that Disney money again. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of really all comes down to, and I, I don't know that she would take that personally. Um, I think she I probably can't... understands why people aren't. Well, I was just about to in. say, like Florence Pugh is going to come out and be no, like, "What the hell?" You know, no. because she's got. But the 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 problem the problem here is that it's it's having to separate the art from the artist, and as an <clears throat> as an actor, um, I think that you know she she has a point, and I hope that she. Uh, is successful at that because Disney is uh, just like any other corporation. They're money hungry and they don't give a shit about anybody. Mm-hmm. And I say this as you know, a, a fan of the parks, but just um, I'm not, uh, first of all, <clears throat> I'm not like psychotic Disney fan. Like there are some people that literally yeah. live and breathe Disney. They ha- they have spent thousands upon thousands of dollars to buy the newest of whatever version that comes out at the parks and i'm like you guys have really got to find other shit in your life um like Hmm. whatever makes you happy i guess but i'm not to that level but i do like i'm pretty good at knowing everything that's going on in the parks there's a science to going to disney world yeah (laughs) you can't just visit disney world and i do know a lot of those tricks so more i guess more than the average person does sure um and so i'll I'll admit like yeah the, the parks are fun and all that but just in the few things that I follow, I've heard a lot of people saying that the overall feel um, of Disney has gone down. Yeah. They uh, and now look, there's always going to be like the, uh, the you know the Karens and the Kyles that are like, you didn't make my moment magical, and the fact that adults say that is just sad. Don't yeah. say that. Don't do that. Don't be don't be that person. But you know, people just saying like, there's a lot of garbage everywhere. There there's less staff i mean they haven't brought everybody back yeah disney is right now they are trying to recoup Uh and they are cutting corners like corners have never been cut before and they're going to do that and still be successful because they know no matter how many pieces of garbage or litter you saw in that park you're going to go again Mm -hmm. you'll complain about it online but you're still giving them 
you know, $1,200 for a six day ticket or whatever that, you know, however long you're going. So, um, I have zero empathy for Disney in that, you know, Mm -hmm. I can say, yeah, you parks are fun and that you, you know, you have cool shit there, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to call you out when you do something. However, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's ironic because, um, Scarlett Johansson has defended, uh, uh, Buffy. Uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Several times, uh, post information that's been, Mm -hmm. uh, made public about him. And she's an, an avid, uh, supporter of Woody Allen. So not having her peers back her up is like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. I wouldn't back her up. (laughs) Like you, you back up Woody Allen. So like you lost me there. That's the person, you know, that her personal side that I'm just like, I don't feel sorry for you. But as an artist or as an actor, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, if they if if they're cutting her out of sales and things like that. And, you know, I don't assume that everything is gender related, but it is really hard not to see the sort of really stark differences in just in wording Mm -hmm. that like. Would they have scolded one of their male stars like that? Yeah. It's just blatant. And, uh, you know, I I would definitely, definitely err on the side of caution and saying that, that they would, that they're treating her differently because they're hoping to sort of intimidate her out of it or shame her through it or what, you know, however you want to word mm-hmm. it. I don't think that they would do this to Iron Man or Spider-Man. I don't think or, so either, <laughs> you know. I think that, I don't, I, I think with... The, that you know, if this happened with Robert Downey Jr., I truly believe that they would have not let it gone this far and just paid him off. Hmm. Yeah. What is it they want? Fifty million? Fine. Yeah. That's going to be worth more to us. But they feel like she's not going to. Well, they go killed her, so they it. can't make any more, any more money off of right. her anyway. So right. they're going to fight it if if they can. Which is interesting because it's like you're so you're going to spend all this money to try to fight giving her money, and then if you lose, you've lost even more. Yeah. Through all of your your legal fees and things. First world problems. I don't know. <laughs> so we'll follow we'll see it. See how it pans out. I'm really interested to see where it goes because, I mean, I, I mean, anybody that listens to this knows that I love me a Marvel movie. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I'll watch every single one. But it's like I do want to see them go down a bit and kind of like you know get off their high horse a little about it. That's you know, and happen. it's not necessarily Marvel. This is Disney. This is a Disney decision. Yeah. This isn't a Marvel decision. Not that they're like they're a company as well. But I feel like Marvel as a as a unit kind of probably gives a bit more shit gives more bit more of a shit about their talent you know yeah so yeah and i don't know the deals that the other people made you know what deals the rest of the cast i don't think it they had back end points but maybe they did and and if they're not getting it i don't know why yeah i don't know it's interesting to see as this unfolds how this will translate down to smaller productions you know yeah so yeah we'll keep you abreast on that you know <laughs> you said abreast mm-hmm chicken breast so yeah i guess we'll see what happens i'm sure it'll be all over the place all right thanks for Uh, tuning in and we'll see you (laughs) next week um so i wanted to to, you know there's going to be an obvious review because you hate me um but uh we i i i'm trying to to justify our our subscriptions to paramount and peacock Uh uh-huh now, one of them I don't think we pay for. Peacock, we don't. 
we don't pay for Peacock because mm. of the company you work for. So mm. we get that one for free. Yeah. There's the least to watch on that. So yeah. thank goodness. Um, but Although there's a rumor that Paramount and Peacock will combine. Hopefully. Um, not that there's... Well, actually, I should say, not that it really matters because there isn't even really a whole lot going on on Paramount either. It's yeah. really like... It's very strange. Um, it's like, first of all, the layout of Paramount makes... <laughs> It's probably the worst no one. No sense. Yeah. I have never said, like, I, I talk shit about, like, Netflix and the fact that something will drop that day and you have to search for it because yeah. it hasn't made it to the, it's like, it's so weird. Paramount takes the cake. Yeah. So I started watching, I'm not going to name it yet because I'm trying to get the filmmakers on the show. I probably won't, but I, I'll talk about it later just in case I do. But so I started watching a series on there that I kept seeing the commercial for. I went on the main page fucking nowhere to be found cannot find this anywhere now we have apple tv mm -hmm. so everything like when Which you, you search, love by the way i'm pretty sure that you're ecstatic with that interface apple tv that service, yeah it's okay it's yeah. okay uh, but there's things about it that i don't love um but I, I just say this because you know depending on the tv that you have or if you have like roku or whatever everybody's setup is different yeah everyone's setup is different so uh the the weird thing about ours is that Luckily, I remembered the name of the show because it's also um, it's a phrase and it like otherwise I would have been like, I'm done because I, I cannot remember the name of this show. So I remembered it, typed that sucker in there and it automatically takes you to Apple TV as the search. Right. It didn't go. In, I, I searched it in Paramount. It kicked me out back into Apple TV, <laughs> which then told me, hey, this is a Paramount show that you could watch right here under this category but not through paramount the app yeah no sense at yeah. all so i can watch it but i have to watch it through apple tv mm -hmm. not through the paramount app even though it's a paramount show what is going on it's weird what the hell is that it was like some weird like fourth dimension 20th dimension thing i don't know there was just like what why would you make this so difficult yeah i don't know why and then you know if you're the person who if you're the filmmaker for that, ain't nobody finding your shit unless they've watched the commercial for something else because yeah. it's nowhere to be found. So I just I'm not I'm not digging that that layout at all. Um, but anyway, I'm always like, is there anything good on here? And there's when I say a handful, I mean a handful with fingers to spare between mm -hmm. both yeah. of those apps. Yeah, it's, it's like minuscule. Yeah, um, and Peacock so, is pretty much just the wrestling app at this point. Yeah, it's like shows that we can watch on Hulu because yeah. we have Hulu. There's one show that I'm waiting to well, watch. Well, that's what's weird, right? Because Peacock is NBC. Yeah. And NBC is is basically Hulu. Like it has like a big part, you know, a big chunk in Hulu. So it's 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 weird. It's a, it's a disaster. Um, there's another show that's on that is on Peacock that I wanted to start, but um, I okay so. I was on I was on the Paramount and I was like, okay, this looks interesting and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a whirl. Um, I also uh, I can't resist Peter Sarsgaard. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what it is about him. He's a good actor. He's a really he's, good. He he's he's got like he's got like this hot dad vibe mm -hmm. and I tend to like things that he's in. Mm -hmm. Um we did talk about this though. Peter Sarsgaard has such a distinctive voice yeah that he could never not be peter yeah. sarsgaard um and uh Would you say he's your favorite sarsgaard he's not one of them oh he's not no oh that's just a popular name i am like 
I'm not 100%, but I'm 90% sure that he's not part of those. He's not one of the, the, the other Scars guards. And we say their names so wrong, too. When I oh, heard them sure. pronounce their name, I was like, holy shit, what did we come up with? And yeah. they're always SARS guards to me. So yeah. it's just like, <laughs> I forgot how it really was supposed to be pronounced. Anyway, um, so him and uh, David Strapheim, I think it is, mm-hmm. who's also in this show, another voice that it's like, you're never not, you're never not the guy from A League of Their Own for me, because that's where like I always remember him from. Very distinctive voices, kind of like to no fault of their own. Not everybody can sort of transform their voice. And so yeah. um, anyway, so the show is called Interrogation. Um, and uh, it was uh, there were a couple writers, but on all 10 episodes, the common writers were uh, John Mankiewicz and Andrews. I think it's Weedman, Weidman. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Sarsgaard, Kyle Gallner, Cody Smith, uh, Smith McPhee. He slightly, I, I'm just, okay, let me just go with the rest of them yeah. before. Uh, uh, D- uh, David Strathham, as I said, um, Andre Royo, Eben Moss. I want to say it's Bachrock. Bachrock? Bachrock. Bachrock. Okay. Cody, I'm going to go back to because when I initially saw him on the show, I went, oh. and it's going to sound really mean, but. The reason why I, uh, for some reason, cannot shake Cody is because when I, every time I look at him, I think of the road. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was the he was the son to uh, Viggo Mortensen's fatherhood. Yeah, and I wanted to slap the shit out of out of that <laughs> kid through the entire film. He was so obnoxious. Yeah. The character, the character was so obnoxious. And I felt like just like if you said, hey, whatever you do, don't go left. Fucking kid went left. And I was just like, like, you just need to abandon this child and just smother him in his sleep and fucking move on because this (laughs) kid's going to be the death of you. And lo and behold, (laughs) you know, who who dies at the end? Uh, So it's like every time I would see him, even though this is what, 10 years later, 12 years later, I'm like, that kid. um. He, it, he's sort of redeemed himself. I, I don't hate him when I see him. <laughs> I'm right. like, okay, okay. Because he, he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second I saw him, I was like, it's the kid from the road. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're going to ruin this whole show, aren't you? <laughs> That's just what you do. Um, which is just ruin terrible. Um, but yeah, so. Um, oh, I, I didn't say the, uh, the director. So usually in these types of shows, there's like 5,000 directors. Mm. Um, and. I think um, this time there was only two, I want to say. Ernest Dickerson and Patrick Cady. One did six, one did four. So kind of split. Usually, you know, that's like 20 people direct it. Yeah, it's one person Um, an episode. Yeah. And and that that can sometimes like unhinge in terms of like the flow. Yeah. Because you you can notice different styles and things like that. This was pretty cohesive, so I, I did like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wasn't sure if I was gonna like this show at mm-hmm. first. I was like, do I, you know you know when you start watching something, you're like, do I like this? <laughs> yeah. Like I can't quite answer that question. If anybody should know me, it's me, right? And yeah. I should be like, oh, Sashia, so you obviously like this show, but I don't know why it took me like a good maybe three episodes. I think by the third episode, I was like, yeah, I think I like this. Mm. I'll keep doing it. Yeah. But I wasn't sure at first. Yeah. Yeah, I know. What did you think of it? Well, I mean, this Kyle Gallner guy, man, he is a, he is a rock star. He's so good in this. And I, I just, I fell in love with his performance in this. 
because he, you know, he does this kind of like, you know, strung out, you know, meth addict, mm-hmm. crazy, psychotic thing so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. But then he also like later on, you know, in other scenes, he kind of is more calm and reserved and he plays that out very well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, I hope he doesn't get ty- typecast into these kind of like freak out he's, roles. No, but he's been in a bunch of things though. But he's like, I don't know, man. I feel like he's just so good. So good. I was just complete. This whole series for me was all all him. Mm, yeah. uh, I mean, look, yeah. you, Peter Sarsgaard, you're going to get what you're going to get. He's a, a great actor. His character just wasn't as, as deep, you know. We mm-hmm. kind of knew who he was from the beginning. So, whereas um, Kyle's character was just, I mean, he goes through some fucking shit, you know. And he, you know, he's 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 playing on different levels. You know, you have the crazy level at the beginning, and then the more calm at the end, and then various stages in between. And uh, I just thought it was so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like I genuinely thought this was probably one of the best performances I've seen all year. And like, really? Yeah. There's just oh my so, something this- so. So this, this is how you know that there's just, just these we little don't, moments. This is that, not scripted, folks. <laughs> there's just these little moments. Like there's a moment when he's talking to maybe his dad or something, and he starts crying while he's talking to him. But it's real subtle, you know. And it's like not he's not like crying, crying. It's At just tearing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the prison. It's just moments like that that you're like, that's hard. Mm. That's so hard to do. Where it's just like, I mean, crying is hard, but just to like, all right, you have to cry here, cry here. But to cry and 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 hide it. Mm-hmm. As an but show that you're hiding like it's just it's just little moments like that that he was just all over all over the all over it and you know even within him like freaking out there's just like this believable emotion he's scared or angry or or whatever it is you can see that within this freak out and so I don't know I just was completely blown away by his performance in this and um, interesting yeah very interesting um, I was. I, my my one complaint I will say is like I don't know what was going on with the wiggage. Yeah, it was, uh, but sometimes hair, it looked great. Sometimes it did not. Sometimes I was like, oh, that totally looks like it's his hair, and then other times I was like, that is totally not his hair. Yeah. Um, it was really weird. It kept changing color. Like it was, yeah. And so, uh, it it would sometimes take you out because like all I could focus on was the hair. I'm like, God, that looks so weird. Um, then they did like this, where so they did a bald cap to shave mm-hmm. his head i'm assuming because he was probably working on something else at the time probably, and he literally yeah. couldn't shave his hair because normally they would just shave and your just head. who knows what order they shot in too yeah know? i don't i don't know but um i'm assuming that he ha- he needed to keep his hair for something else otherwise they would have just shaved it because the amount of time it took to put a bald cap on him and then fabricate through shadows and shading in makeup that his head was shaved and then he had developed a bald spot in the back and all yeah. this uh, this other stuff. Um, so his his character, my favorite point in his, in this character's life was once he was in prison. Mm-hmm. There was like this change that would take place, as I can only imagine. But there's a change that would take place. So prior to prison, anyway, obviously spoilers because we're going to be talking about things. This uh, the, this story follows a kid who's accused of murdering his mother, uh, but he has a, a really shady past and he's got a lot of issues with drugs and theft and all that. So, of mm-hmm. course, he's like a shoo in, you know, yeah. in, in terms of, of being a suspect. And Peter Sarsgaard is like convinced that, that he did it or is he uh, because he does a lot of shady things in order to keep that yeah uh, that suspicion on this character so 
one must wonder, does he actually believe it? Or is it more about like, oh, you solved the case and good for you, which well, happens. Then you don't want to be proven wrong. Which happens way too often. Um, so the story. So here's the interesting thing that they did that I didn't love or hate, but they kept giving us instructions before every episode where they were like, watch this series in whatever order you want. Mm. But make sure that you watch this episode last. And I don't know what kind of psychopath like starts to like jump through all the episodes because the way they did it right was that every episode was a different um, witness or Mm -hmm. person of interest or or suspect or uh, family member or tie to this person, Mm -hmm. uh, to the main character. And so... Yeah, you could technically watch it in whatever order and still have it make sense. But I was just like, I'm not doing all that. I'm going to forget. Yeah, which, which one I watched. Because sometimes I think the con- it doesn't toggle it. And yeah. you're like, did I watch this? I don't yeah. know. Like, the, I think the concept is interesting for sure. You know, it's they're trying something and I applaud that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just unnecessary. Just let it play. Like, just, <laughs> just let it play. Like- I don't know. It's. It's and I could see like you know if you really loved the show and you want to go back and watch it out of order and see like if if because they didn't necessarily at least to me that I noticed do anything at the end of any one episode to say oh this person is interesting let me go watch that episode and so yeah, it's a... you know it was yeah it was pretty much and it it didn't for me the 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 problem I had with the show it was very small but it was that like you knew from the get go you know whether he was innocent or guilty. And if you watched it in order, you knew the outcome of it pretty early on. And so the idea is that you're watching it just based on you want to check out the story. And there is things that come out in the last this episode that you This is also based on know. a true story, by the way. Yeah, right. Because they give you like actual dates and things and stuff. So um, I wish there was a little bit more suspense in it. Like, you know, because by like the third or fourth episode, you know that he... I wish you that know what they I mean? had started... I wish it was more narrative the, style. the perspective of... The nine one one caller, yeah, and the police. That when they get there, you're like, "Does this look right to you?" But they opened the show with him finding his mother's body, right? So it's like, "All right, I'm pretty sure he didn't do it then." Yeah, um, and I guess maybe the reason why they did that is because this is an actual case, and the information's already out there that he's been released. Yeah, so why yeah, but cast I, I doubt did, I didn't know. That? I didn't know anything yeah, about Yeah, you didn't story, know, so. but it is out there, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, w- I guess maybe, like, why waste time in a, a, a the narrative aspect of, right. like, casting even, doubt if we know Even in that it. first episode when they show him finding his mom, the way that he went through and found his mom wasn't even, you know, that wasn't true, you know? It was, there was so much more to the story, which we find out in the final episode, um, which was kind of weird because it's not like... You know, it's it it opens as if this is what it, what happened. It oh yeah. Not like it's not like he was being. It opens because they did this, this thing yeah. a lot where they they start interviewing somebody and when they start to tell the story, then you see it happen. Yeah. And they didn't do that for that first section, so you just assume that that that's what actually happened. So okay, I mean, I I do not, I certainly do not disagree um, that uh, Kyle did a great job. He did. He was um, really he he was really com- it, it was a. a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't Amazing. <laughs> Perfect. I was, to, I was trying to sound smarter, mm. but yeah, he, he was very good. <laughs> I liked it. Um, but for me, in terms of playing a character, because he did a great job of 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 emoting and you know 
he had this really distinctive way of panicking mm-hmm. um, that was great. But for me, the actor that actually surprised me was Eben Moss, who played Trey Carano. Yeah, he I've was really seen good him, too. You know, from anytime I see that guy, I'm like, girls, that's he's always that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's always that guy who was nothing. Well, everybody was really good in this. He was nothing like this guy. So mm-hmm. when I saw him, I'm like, oh, it's the girl's guy and he's going to give me the girl's guy. All right. He did not give me the girl's guy. And, uh, you know, it isn't with pride that I say I've known some shady characters in my life. And uh, growing <laughs> up in my teen years, I had interesting friends. Let's just yeah. say that um, that were pretty close to that character. So mm-hmm. when I tell you that his attitude, his diction, the way he carried himself, it's so impressive because I know that guy. Yeah. I know that guy. I've talked to that guy. I've met that guy through a friend. That was yeah, somebody's yeah. friend, you know, mm-hmm. that you were like, oh, yep. that guy. And so he did such an amazing job. He wasn't as big of a character, but I found myself wanting to see him. Mm-hmm. Like when he was, I was like, oh, good. Trey's character is back because I was really, really like just glued on him. Yeah. He did such a freaking good job playing playing that role. Yeah, he was really, really good. I mean, everybody was really, really good, you know? Um, you had the dad who, you know, you've seen him in tons of things. But that's the he thing. See, really like good. the dad, his voice, as I said before, is so distinctive. Yeah. So every time I hear him, I know that he has, he's kind of like a John C. Riley. You know what I mean? Where he, I feel like he gets typecast mm-hmm. as a nervous person. He's always yeah. this nervous person because that's kind of the tone to his voice. Yeah. He has a shaky voice. Uh-huh. And so I would love to see that guy play a silly ass or like in a comedy yeah. or to play a psycho or something because mm-hmm. he's a really good actor, but he always kind of gets the same nervous, unsure character. Yeah. Um, whereas the Trey character, I did not think that guy was going to give me that. So I was like, wow, this is pretty good. There was also a scene, um, I don't remember the actress's name, but um, there was a scene where uh, there's like a confrontation with her, His it's his girlfriend, like at a, at the sink, and he like assaults her. And I mean, I, I know it's in editing, but it was a really smooth edit because it looked really real. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how they did that. Like, that was crazy. I'm like, either that counter was cushioned, like plastic, like a, or like she a foam had, yeah, thing maybe she had something. On maybe the they side. sped up the film or something. I don't something. know because it looked. It was. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to her as well. Uh, <laughs> she pulled that shit off. Uh, the the choreography, whether it was choreography or editing or what, whatever it was, the trickery was really good. Um, but yeah, I, I I really I really enjoyed this show. I thought it was good, and it was. I just I love when stuff is based on true events, you mm-hmm. know, because it adds more to it. But the growth in that character, seeing him at the end, mm-hmm. um, just knowing all of that, and yeah. it's like, wow, this is pretty intense. And um, the fact that it's actually never been really resolved. They yeah. were just like, you can go, but we're still going to say that you pretty much did it. It's just we don't have enough evidence against you, which yeah. is very different than saying, oh, we fucked up and you're innocent. Right. That's very different. Right. They're basically saying that we know you did it, but we just can't prove it. Yeah. And someone and might like, say, well, mm-hmm. who gives a shit? Because if I'm out of jail, I'm out of jail. And I understand that. But when you think of the emotional toll that being in prison takes on you, mm-hmm. and then in your even when you're free, 
and you know you haven't done something, there's constantly that suspicion yeah. and the, the, the accusation that's going to be thrown at you. And the second people find out about the case, it's the did he, didn't he? And mm-hmm. you could just never sort of be who you are. And knowing that all of that uh, would have taken place at the hands of somebody who is supposed to be committed to finding the truth um, and that, you know, the, the system has a way of sort of like transferring and moving people about Um, You know, just to say like, hey, you're going to retire early versus like you're going to jail like a normal person, right? A person who isn't uh, in law enforcement would be arrested. Yeah. But as law enforcement, it's like, we don't like what you did, but you're still not going to pay for it. So um, it's the accountability. Yeah. Also, the the uh, the actor from Orange is the New Black who plays Sarsgaard's dad. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Mm -hmm. Uh, He that was he wasn't in it a whole lot, but it was uh, did a good job. It was interesting because he's you watch him in Orange, and and I've seen him in other things too, where he kind of plays like this sad sack almost. Yeah, he does. But then in this, he's an asshole, and it's like I still buy it. Like yeah, yeah, he's really really solid. A lot of you know, I think that not every time, but a lot of times, more times than not, when somebody says, oh, this this actor never really seems to wow me, a lot of it is just opportunity. People don't realize that. And I've said it myself, there's actors that I'm like, I've never, this person's never really done it for me. They're not bad actors, mm-hmm. but I don't, and like, I, I don't look forward to their performances, I guess, because yeah. I feel like I know I'm, what I'm going to get. And, um, you know, that's, it, it, it's rampant. And who's going to say no to a job, right? Are you going to say, um, I'm going to turn this job down because hopefully somebody will give me a part that I want. Well, you know, you got to eat. And so if you get cast as yet another nervous person, you're going to take that nervous yeah. person. And also you're getting to work with other amazing actors, you yeah. know, so you, it's more than just a paycheck, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking at a cast or story and being like, yeah, I want to be part of that. But it sucks that, you know, there's people that have such potential for instance trey's character that actor right like yeah. i would have never gone out to look for that guy again yeah. i would have been like oh it's the guy from girls but then look yeah yeah he was casting some if somebody explained that character to me that is the last guy i'm thinking to give that to and egg on my face because he fucking you know knocked it out of the park and yeah. so now i'm looking forward to because i know what he's capable of yeah um and that happens so often um i'm i've just i'm trying to just delay the inevitable here <laughs> you you do it well well i mean i guess we'll just wrap this up by saying it's definitely worth the watch I go think. watch it you know you don't have to watch it out of order i guess you can if you're a psychopath but <laughs> um it's interesting kind of that they give you the option it would have been it could have been interesting if they were to keep track of it for you and then randomly select an episode so every person that watched it had a different order that could be something that's interesting like a. Uh, uh black mirror kind sort of, of but you're not choosing it it's choosing for you it's mm-hmm. just a it's just randomizing it yeah 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 i guess i could see that yeah but i found myself like going into certain situations like well i already know he's innocent so there's no stakes here yeah you know or i feel like he's innocent yeah i mean not i mean well there you know there was a the, we're like we're gonna wrap this up and go back into the story uh for instance again with trey's character I had said, like I'd said from the beginning, I felt like sometimes the the foreshadowing was a little bit heavy handed because I knew from the beginning Trey's character knew some shit. Yeah. Like, so when they got to his episode, I was like, he's going to drop a bomb because his reaction when the girl went to clean the house, the girlfriend went to clean the house and he picked her up. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I knew it wasn't as obvious as you thought it 
was going to be. Yeah, like, yeah. They really pushed that. Yeah, because at, at a certain point, I was like, all right, well, we we know what happened. So obviously, in the last episode, we're going to find out some other shit. There's going to yeah. be some twist or or yeah, whatever, yeah. which there kind of was. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 just sucks so much that these things happen to people, you know. And then it's like, you know, you're you're taking away somebody's entire life you know because of some you know some person that had a hard on for this guy and like nothing happens to that guy you know and it's like welcome to the judicial system yeah whatever anyway so go go watch it go watch it it's good if you i don't know if i would subscribe to paramount plus just for this show Mm. but um (laughs) they have a trial don't they doesn't everything yeah they have a trial um throw the trial in there Wait till Evil's over and you can watch this and Evil. Yes, and then... we're going to talk about Evil because... Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Evil because it's coming back. So if you were like, hey, I heard about that show and I wasn't sure if I should jump onto it, jump onto it and then join us Yeah. in the next couple of weeks or so. Yeah. When we, we're well, it doesn't come that. back until the end the of end August. Of, yeah. And then I don't know how many episodes. Oh, uh, okay. Left. So fall. Yeah. <laughs> you have till then. Catch up. Yeah. Um, so okay which is like you know this a kind of a messed up thing that paramount plus did and i know they did it on purpose so oh, yeah, they yeah. had the um and they think they're sneaky but i'm on to them <laughs> they had like this can't get nothing past so they you, had huh? the yeah they had and it was all planned you could tell so they had this uh quiet place to come out on their service yes so they knew like well there's going to be a, a huge portion of people that are going to get the free trial to watch this movie right. guilty as charged right <laughs> but then I saw this evil show and I was like, oh, all right. I, I do like me some Luke Cage and, and you know, yeah, I had whatever. Seen the trailer for it a little while back. Um, and uh, so, of course, we start watching it. This is a great show. And then now they right in the middle of the second season for no reason. There's a month split. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. So you ha- now you have to now I have to keep paying for it, at least for another until this series is over, and it's like, you bastards. You slippery bitch. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, they're giving me something, and I'm paying for it, so it's a win-win, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm just, I just know, I just know the game. Yeah. <laughs> we see what you're doing. Yeah. We see what you're doing. Uh, so, uh, we watched Suicide Squad. We did. Mm-hmm. You work late on Fridays, and yeah. I... You know, dollars to donuts. I would have lost the bet if I thought that you were going to start watching this shit at like 9.15 at night. I was like, we're doing this now. Like, it's happening now. Well, yeah, because I wanted to talk right. about it um, on this week's episode, but I didn't want to watch it in the morning because I just wanted to get up and record. So, mm. you know, I was just... Fig- I Look, here's the thing, okay? I had... I. We don't even need Probably. to tell you who's in this and who's part of it. Like you, if you are listening to this part, you already know all of that information. Yeah. I'm not even. It's on HBO Max. You can watch it for free if you have that. Subscription no, but I usually already. will IMDb yeah, people. Yeah. But I'm like, you already know what's you know going on it. here. Um, I had high hopes for this. You know? um, <laughs> I don't know why. Because look, you know, everybody knows how we feel about James Gunn. Um, not everybody. I, well, he's I, he's not my favorite person. But I did like Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, separating the art from the artists kind of thing. I did like Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought, you know, what he was able to do with this kind of ragtag group of people um, was interesting. And I liked it a lot. Um, So I was like, all right, well, let's see. This is like another ragtag group of people. You know, there's a lot of fucking really good actors in here. Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman. You know, there's there's solid people. Um, And then they threw a bunch of people in there just for headlines you know yes. you got like pete davidson and, and flula or whatever his name Work. is um and i think flula is funny you know i find him as a, a funny person i have no shade yeah, against him flula. but yeah 
like but they're and they're not even in it that much those, they're just for, in it for the headlines but you know, for those who those may people. not be aware and i mean you really should be but if you're not that's not his actual accent okay so i know that you don't speak this way mm-hmm. so why bring that into the like yeah. it's like yeah we we get it but that's flula like no one ever thinks yeah. of anything other than that we when they had dropped the cast for this film i i don't remember what episode it was but i vividly remember saying why the fuck is Pete Davidson and Flula in this? Like, yeah. what is the point of that? And I stand by it. It was the most yeah, useless. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, like it was, I, it I've was never just seen... to get. I think it was just for headlines. Like, oh, Pete but Davidson. What and... headline? Like, who the hell's running to see this? Because Pete Davidson's in yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't like, I'm not saying it to be an asshole because, because sometimes he's funny. Like, yeah, you know, sure, yeah. like Pete Davidson does make me laugh sometimes. But you're not going to watch something. Uh, because Pete Davidson's going to be giving you some like fucking Oscar award worthy performance. It's Pete Davidson and he's Pete Davidson and everything. So yeah. it's like, what was like these types of opportunities I find so fucked up. And someone's probably like, yeah, cause you're the person that wants to <laughs> be in that role. But I'm like, you have an all-star cast. These two characters. Also, if you're listening to this, you've watched it already. You know how we roll. We're, we're spoiling. We're talking about details. They lasted three minutes. Yeah. Why not give that to somebody that's lesser known? Pete Davidson doesn't need anybody in his corner. He's got his shit going yeah. on. Flula's got his shit going on. Like, give that to somebody else. Yeah. That, give Jai it to Courtney, an, too, who's, you know, he's yeah, done like, some good work, too. Give it to an his... unknown if you're going to blow their face off three minutes in. Like, yeah. w- what was the point of casting them? It, it just, uh, I'm sorry, that was my rant. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a weird choice. I didn't. I was I based on the marketing of this. Usually, I avoid spoilers, but for big time films, it doesn't really matter. You would think that they were. I assumed they were in the film, like a good portion of it. You know, they're like top build and everything, and they're in it less than some of the yeah. You know, that's day what players. I don't understand. Like, so, so, so basically, uh, Flula Borg and um, I don't know if Pete Davidson. Yeah, so Pete Davidson and Flula Borg are. If you go on IMDb, come before Sylvester Stallone, who I don't like. Yeah. But it's like, uh, this guy's been around a lot longer than yeah, you yeah. have. Okay. And he co- and they, he was in it more. They, yeah. He was he was a he was the shark. Yeah. We'll get into that. But um so Sylv- comes before Sylvester Stallone, comes before Storm Reed, who had a small part, but that that girl's a really good actor. Um the uh Idris's daughter. Yeah. Um yep. if, if you've watched Euphoria, she was um Zendaya's sister. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't watch that. She was in it more than Pete Davidson. She was in or, it more than at least Flula. Yeah, but yeah, but like this girl gave a fucking performance in the the, yeah. the two minutes she was in there, yeah. she gave more like range than Pete Davidson and Flula Bore combined will ever be able to give. Yeah. All right. So somehow she's she's billed after those two, as well as uh, David Desmalkian, who's such a freaking good actor, yeah. and I'm you know. I, I hate these movies, but I'm glad that he's in it because I, I'm glad that people are going to be yeah. like, who is the guy with the yeah. polka dots? And I'm hoping they say that yeah. because he's been on a lot of shit, but he does a lot of indie film. Um, and uh, he's he's uh, good friends with Shifley, who we had on the show, yep. who, whose movie we also still have to watch. Um, and he's just so good he's, really he's good. such a good actor yeah. so it's yeah. like for and me completely underutilized in this. It, absolutely for me if i had to find a ball of glitter in this turd of a film <laughs> it would be david dusmalkian yeah i'm glad that 
it happens just if it his... means that he will get more work and recognition yeah. because he absolutely deserves it. Yeah. Um, and also, I just don't like I'm not a big comic movie mm-hmm. person. So I know it sounds like I'm just being harsh for the sake of it. I just don't like these movies generally. Well, I do. And but you I, do. I, I love and I, and I, you know, I don't love just Marvel. I love all comic book stuff. But for me, DC is just not like DC I like just never does. Yeah. Well. And like, look, for me, the, the, the points of the shining points of this film, the only good things was the Smalkian and um, and, and, I, and I, you know, I love seeing Margot Robbie play her character and you know playing that character mm-hmm. like i like just like the way she plays it i think i it's fun to watch you know it's not like you didn't watch the first suicide squad by the way no and i actually I have, have zero interest in it go figure zero interest i put in myself that. through that um but i like watching her play that character i think she does yeah. a great job and it's super fun and um she's a good she's a good actor so it just it was it really, and I really wanted to see Idris Elba it's this movie was just kind of I wouldn't want to see Idris Elba uh, I mean come I know. on <laughs> It's this movie was just, just look. I, I hate to throw shade at movies, but I'm gonna. So, uh, <laughs> well, actually, first, I'm not. I'm not done with the good stuff. So, like, I liked seeing Idris Elba in there. I liked seeing Margot Robbie. Uh, you know, uh, the smell. The smell. The smellkin. Yeah, he, I'm he, sure we're, we've murdered that. Yeah, but. he is really, really a good actor. And I'm. I'm so glad to see him in something like big budget like this. Um, some of the visual effects were really nice. Some were like a little whatever. The shark, I know you had a big problem with, but for me. I didn't have a big problem. It just was like, why? Yeah. So for me, the shark was actually there. Was, there were some really great compositing moments in here with mm-hmm. the shark. It the just, close ups, the, like the some of the the texturing. Texture, yeah, I will. Yeah, and and the I'll lighting agree. and the composition of the the shark being there looked so good. But then for some reason, the the rigging and the movement of him mm-hmm. just. I mean, I get it. It's a walking shark. What are you gonna do? But <laughs> like, it just felt a little weird. You know, and some, I don't think there was anything technically wrong with it. There was something but it was, weird to you about the giant walking yeah, shark. Yeah, darn, I can't. Um, that's that's so bizarre. I don't know why you'd feel that way. Um, and the, and there were look. There's a couple moments in here that we both laughed at. It did have some some funny moments. Can I actually shock you with something? Yeah, I didn't hate this. Oh yeah. Uh, I hate it. Let me put it this way. I hated it less than the first one. Oh yeah, it is the first one. There was some look. There was some funny moments in here that we both laughed at that. That even John Cena did. I uh, I do not like having to admit that, but John <laughs> Cena had one one of the funniest moments. Yeah, uh, when he just starts. I didn't fast forward stabbing past somebody, yeah. and wh- I mean, like I know that anybody could have done that, so it's not really a John Cena thing. It was more the way it was yeah, written. Yeah. Uh, but the execution of that like, was really funny. John Cena was hit or miss for me. Some moments I was like, okay, he, he passed. Sometimes, But yeah. in some moments you're like, yep, that's a wrestler. You know? <laughs> um, that's a wrestler's range. Thank yeah. you. Uh, but whatever. I mean, he didn't ruin the movie for me by any stretch. You know, no, For but... me, it kind of all started with the – it started and ended with the writing. You know, <laughs> The starfish. The starfish thing was – why is Patrick so angry? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the comics of this, if this is based on a, a storyline of a comic series, so I can't speak, yeah, but, but, even um, in a, but I assume so, but in that, like the, it could the, work. the two biggest things for me were like the starfish and the thinker. Yeah. I didn't really, so, so the, and the fact like the, it was very disjointed because you had some of these like genuinely funny moments. Yeah. And you had actually, like, especially with Dust Melkin's character, you had that really nice moment where you're like, oh, like I, yeah. you know, when, and I just feel like there, there was, there was a really 
there was something there, but it just felt very disjointed because you had like these moments with Idris Elba like actually acting and mm-hmm. portraying these really emotional, poignant scenes, and but then like it falls apart, and then but then there's no, but then it's like goes back to being there's weird no and there's structure. no kind of like yeah. they didn't blend the two very well I, you know there's movies that have done it very well so i feel like i don't know I, it feels like somebody wrote a serious movie then a six-year-old and came in and said what if we do this okay. and put this here but and- this this is what like when we were watching it i turned to you and i said i feel like this is this storyline is the aftermath of a six-year-old slumber party mm-hmm. and like when you when you give kids the opportunity to be really imaginative and they're like what if yeah there's a starfish with an eye and the starfish goes on your face and then everybody's the starfish how do you get the starfish it shoots it out of the bigger starfish it's just like what the The fuck are you talking about like it was the most ridiculous storyline and if this was a b-film like horror movie, it would have completely worked. See, that's the thing. They should have match. really leaned into that, I think, you know, because this is coming from someone who loved Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is weird as fuck. Yeah. You know, but I loved it. They just, they, they did what this movie is trying to do so well because they did have some nice moments, especially with like Brendan Fraser's character and his daughter and stuff. So I, but then there was also Brendan like. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he played the, the robot guy with the robot head. He, he voiced it basically. He was in it for a little bit. In, in what? Do- Doom Patrol. Oh, I'm like he wasn't in this. <laughs> no, Doom Patrol. <laughs> like, with, that... with Doom Patrol, his that's my his boy. character. Where did I his, miss him? And, and oh, his daughter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there was some like so that's I feel like when watching this, I was feel like oh they're trying to be like Doom Patrol, and that's what I felt like, and I could be way off, but like I don't know. There there was some moments in here that I enjoyed, and there were some things that were interesting, but and some of the cinematography in this was really nice. You know, some of the lighting scenarios they had, I thought were like really nice which kind of threw off the tone a little bit even more for me because there's moments like when they're in the woods and the lighting was really nice and I, I liked and but then it didn't match the tone of what was going on so I just felt like tonally for me it was kind of both visually and from a writing perspective it was just kind of a little disjointed that said I think there's moments on both sides that were done well like I said Idris mm-hmm. Elba and his daughter that scene was really nice and um you know uh, uh but then you have moments like it's just there's also these moments that are just so isolated, you know, where like you have this, I thought it was funny. There's a moment on the rooftop where they're talking to the thinker about all the things you can mm-hmm. and can't do. And then Margot Robbie's character is adding in all the silly shit. And I'm I was walking like, back and forth. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's, that's, that's clever and funny. And I think it's, I, I enjoy that moment. But then it just felt like they just did that moment. And then the rest, mm-hmm. of the, it just mm-hmm. felt so isolated and yeah. disjointed a little bit. And I feel like this movie could have benefited from somebody coming in and really trying to tighten it up and it didn't need to be too over two hours long no. you know you shorten it up you take out all the unnecessary stuff you, you you lean into a certain tone and then you have a good time with it i don't know i i think it says something when you know a movie's like hey there's a giant walking shark that somehow survives out of water and that's not the worst part of it where I was like, well, it can't get worse than this, right? Because there's like a walking shark. It's just bizarre. And it 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 talks like a three-year-old. Yeah. And it has the cognitive ability of a toddler. Like, that's clearly going to be the worst of it. And then a character pops up with, like, liquor shooters glued to his head. Yeah. And 
because that's all I could think of when I saw him. It looked like somebody raided a hotel refrigerator and just glued all the nippers <laughs> to his head. And then they're like, have a seat because we have a starfish. And I was like, what in the holy fuck is going on here? Like this story, it felt like there was just no thought put into it. And mm -hmm. it felt like we just want to put all these people together and make this movie. And the story just doesn't matter. Yeah. And it really didn't. And this is this is why, you know, I'm generally not a fan of these types of like movies because it's like you don't go for the story and I like stories. So it's like, oh, all right. You know, but this this really takes the cake for me on asinine storylines like this just was so dumb. But the so the saving grace for this is your actors. I am not going to be mad at Viola Davis taking mm, a paycheck. One, yeah. I hope my girl got paid well because she's one of the greatest actors of our generation. Far too strong an actor for this kind of story. And it's like I sat there and wondered, like, what is it like when they're reading through the script? Like, what was Joel Kinnaman thinking when he got to the giant starfish? What was Idris Elba <laughs> and Viola Davis thinking when they were like walking shark enters the scene? <laughs> and like you go from like fences and doubt to a walking shark voiced by Sylvester Stallone. I don't know. Like, I don't know what goes on in your head. Um, hopefully the sound of a cash register. Cause listen, I would take that role. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Everything I'm saying to you, if someone's like, do you want to pardon James? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like I'm going to do that yeah. because I want to get paid. Well, not now. No, not now. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I want to get paid and, and let's get paid and maybe this will lead to bigger opportunities. But that's, you know, Viola Davis and Idris Elba, Joel Kinnaman and Margot Robbie are not taking this for the opportunity. No. Okay. They don't need exposure. <laughs> like, yeah. They're not, it's not exposure Actors for them. take films like this for, because it's fun and like, you know, you know, you live out you that childhood well. dream of well, like yeah. being a superhero. Everybody wants that. Like I... If somebody offered me a role as a superhero, I'd take That's it. Saying, but a lot know? of like I've read a couple things where people were like, "Oh, how embarrassing for this person's career." I'm like, "No." Nah. Uh, who? Um, oh God, Stephen Dorff or yeah. Stephen Dorff, however you want to pronounce it, uh, tried to shame Scarlett Johansson specifically. So again, just like Disney, he didn't go after Chris Evans. He didn't go yeah. after Robert Downey Jr. He didn't go after anybody else. He specifically went after Scarlett Johansson to say how embarrassing it was that she had to do a Marvel movie because his movies are garbage. And I'm like, who the fuck is looking for Steven Dorff? Who is looking for you in anything? Yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah. You know, for a fact, Marvel had Says asked you to be... the guy from Blade. Yeah. <laughs> if Marvel had asked you to be in anything, like, yeah. this isn't 1987, okay? Like, it's... like. Like, you know, you're you're not a household name anymore and you're bitter about that, obviously. And for some reason, you're going to take it out on people that are way out of your league, yeah. which is, of course, because are, are they going to clap back at you? Like, who the hell? Yeah. yeah. Who, they'll be like, he's, is he still acting? Yeah. You know, so it's just such a cheap shot. Yeah. And so I will never say like, oh, my God, how embarrassing. I'm like, no, go ahead. Get like, get your money. I'm not oh, yeah. mad at it. And 100 percent. And since I will always be forced to sit through these things because of you, it's the only saving grace that yeah. I have that I'm like, okay, at the very least, I know that I'm going to get a bomb ass fucking performance from these actors. Yeah. And I did like Margot, you know, Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn and she's entered. When I went to the theater to see Birds of Prey. Uh -huh. You actually said you were not looking forward to seeing that movie as much when it right. came out. Right. And I actually was like, you know what? I want to see this because it's like, it's like Shyamalan with me. 
If you say to me, there's a DC movie and there's a Marvel movie, there's always a part of me that's like, come on, DC, just get it right. Because I when I was I into comics, I loved yeah. DC over well, Marvel. And I'm like, I, come on. I want DC movies to be awesome because then that gives me twice as many to watch all the i mean look i mean let's face it i'm gonna watch them all anyway you're gonna watch them all anyway but if if dc movies were good then i'd have twice as many movies that i liked to watch and that i didn't feel i have this thing with dc movies where not all of them obviously because i didn't see like the original suicide squad or anything but i have this thing with that i need to watch them all you know there's some that i just can't like there's the original Suicide Squad, I was like, ugh, I just I could, felt like I couldn't do it. I was at a point where I was just kind of like heroed out. <laughs> you couldn't you know? do it. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I actually liked Birds of Prey. I didn't love it. I, I did didn't think like, it was the greatest thing like ever. It, yeah. But I was like, okay, DC, like you you did you did pretty good um, and, and yay. Um, and so there's always a part of me that's like, are you going to get this right? And there were times that, like I said, I didn't hate it. I thought this is going to be absolutely painful and I didn't hate it. It was okay and it had its moments and Talking about this or Birds of Prey? No, Suicide Squad. Okay. Like there were yeah, like, like Margot the Robbie's comedy. whole escape scene I really liked, you know, and they introduced her, you know, her thing with the colors and the the flowers and stuff mm-hmm. and that was done well and the fight scene there was done well. I thought the I fight thought... scenes were better in Birds of Prey than this. Oh yeah, for sure, but in, in the confines of this film her fight scene to get out was probably one of the stronger ones. Um, there actually weren't many fight scenes. No, there in this. really wasn't. No, I was Not waiting hand to hand. Yeah, I was scenes. like waiting for like that hand to hand combat, which is mm-hmm. kind of what you expect to get from this. And it was because it was everything was so uh, you know fantastical like the, that like the the Cena Kinnaman one was okay. You know they got to throw each other around a bit, and you know that they're, they're both pretty physical, so they probably did a lot of that. That was okay, I guess. I'm but... really upset about Kinnaman because like come on, like. I mean, part of me is like he, you know, he was probably like, listen, I'm giving you two and you can kiss my ass after that. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So part of me is like, OK, great, because now this this gives him room to be in, in, in other things. Just so you know, I can't say I've watched everything Kinnaman's in, but I've yeah. probably seen about 80 percent of his films. Um, I love him. And so uh, even though I hate Suicide Squad, I love him. So I was yeah, like, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do this to him. Cena. We're going to keep Cena. Yeah. Why? Actually, not only I don't know if you know this, but not only they're going to keep Cena, they're doing a whole show with his character. No, 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 ma'am. Yeah, no, ma'am. It's coming out. No, I think maybe in January. I think they're filming it now. No, you're going to make me watch that. Yeah, probably. Oh no, sir, I will be present for that. I'm not. I cannot. I (laughs) absolutely cannot. Also, there was a penis in this. There was. Yeah. I didn't expect a penis. Um, I do want to call out uh, the really obvious direction of having that woman oh, yeah. quite literally bounce her way into the room with the generals like really james gunn like what yeah. the fuck was that that was so stupid yeah um i i found the polka dot thing i didn't really weird it was just like well that's the thing could with, we not with... have thought of something different because he was like a walking twister board yeah that's the thing with these movies that's so tough and, and DC loves to do is they love to throw all these characters in here, but you don't have time for a backstory for all of them, obviously. Yeah, like why and that? So, why would he be Confetti Man? Yeah, and so, yeah, the, the 
the people that they chose for it seemed very odd. They they tried to like backstory everybody, but then it was all shoehorned in. Like it was just like here's this backstory, here's this backstory, and it's like, well, you actually don't even need those if you just lean into the absurdity of it all, you know, and just have a, a fun time. But it's just like they wanted to balance being absurd with having a genuine story for some reason. Was I the only one that felt it started weird? I felt like I missed the first ten minutes yeah, of the movie, weird. even though it, I I started. I was like, James Gunn loves him some Michael Rooker. I'll say that. Yeah, he does. But it just like it started in such a weird place and in yeah. such a weird way that I was like, that was a really bizarre intro. Intro, and I I will say that as silly as the confetti thing is. He's such a strong actor that somehow he fucking made that work. Yeah. I don't know. Like, in the wrong hands, that would have been yeah. a, a disaster. He didn't have many lines, but they're, they're he always perfect. He doesn't need them because like he acts timing, with his face. The <laughs> timing was perfect. Yeah. His comedic timing was brilliant. He had, like, like when he sees his mom everywhere, like, just the way he delivers yeah, that his stuff. His tone, is, like, everything. It's so perfect. Um, and that stuff was, I, you know, I chuckled when his mom was literally everywhere <laughs> and stuff. I, yeah, I, that, it, this movie had some funny moments in yeah, it for it, sure, and it um, did. you know I don't want to take anything away from that, but it just I felt a little disjointed. I just didn't understand. Like, also, I'm tearing apart Suicide Squad. Like, yeah. I, I realize how That's absurd for, that like, is. For us on this podcast, we try not to tear apart movies, but we always feel like that if your movie costs no, you no, two hundred no, million dollars, no, but I mean, like, I'm, no, I know, but I'm just I'm saying. Break, as a side I'm note. trying to break down yeah, Suicide yeah. Squad. Like that, you know. Obviously, it's it's not a serious film, and there's not, but. I just feel like these movies would be so much better if you had substance. Like you're already spending all this money, yeah. right? And you're doing all the work. So like why not Well, I'm have talking about substance. this movie spe- particularly and just to just lean into the absurdity because then I feel like it's a stronger film to just be an absurd film that's fun. Yeah, but I but mean, yeah, like, in general across the board, I would love for like it all these movies. What I'm saying though is that it not closely to the line, but it was it was like a mile away from the line of potentially being a pretty good film in mm. terms of the story. Yeah. And then it would just fell back so hard in, in so many places. But yeah. like we said, like it, if your story was about, cohesive. for example, if you, you had a story about Idris Elba and his daughter and you built the whole film around that story. I wanted to know more about that. Yeah. Like it could have been, then you can lean into that. But then you try to like, you try to have emotional beats with that. Then you try to, try to have emotional beats with Desmelkian and his mom. And then also with, um, uh, who else was was there? I don't know, but it just felt like it's just, it's not it's not working to kind of build up all of this, you know. It's too many people, yeah. so there's no way you're getting to all those backstories. But what I didn't understand was like the um the choices. Like if we're if we're jumping into this right as Viola Davis, how are these your choices for people, right? Especially yeah. the first the first go at it, this first group that you had that they opened with. I felt like. Their initial group. Actually, no, because they picked them at the same time, but they didn't tell them about the other ones. But I feel like the first group that went in, in the opening, was like the golden corral. Yeah. Of, they were like the golden corral to like superheroes. It was just like these people make, with the amount of money that it would cost to to sort of send these operatives in and do all this how are these the people that you're picking it just didn't make sense it was like they seem completely useless yeah. <laughs> and i don't know why you would choose them and so that's why i was like mm. like if they'd all had actual potential i was like, this is like a cheap buffet and i don't like it and i yeah. don't understand how you can have the same people in here and um it's just really oh the weasel yeah uh, you know like 
when you when you have a really creative young child that likes to draw yeah and isn't good at it that's the that's what yeah, you I didn't get, get what, that what, weasel. what the what the what they're benefiting from him like i think it was supposed to be comedic relief but it was no like, but just in terms of like the mission like what was he offering like he had the do? shark and he was super strong or whatever but what is it what does it do yeah that's what i was like first of all am i the only one that thought that that weasel had a thyroid condition <laughs> i mean there's something seriously wrong internally there's something going yeah. on in the neck area because your eyes are bulging yeah and it looked drunk and homeless yeah and it looked like the creation of a very lonely slightly demented child yeah and, and I, I just didn't understand you, why and i didn't see the first one but you did so how does this oh i i cannot give you de- details sir i, I no just... no but like just because i was i was I was confused by the naming with the because the first one was called Suicide Squad. This one's called The Suicide Squad, not like two, you know. And I'm interested, to, like, to know where this picks up after the first one. Dude, I don't even really remember. I was because like, they just didn't. They had stay... no backstory for Joel Kinnaman's character or for Margot Robbie's character, obviously, because they've been in things before, so you don't need that. But I'm like, why isn't this Suicide Squad two? Like, why is it? It just was kind of. It was kind of weird from a marketing standpoint. Like, I didn't understand. Yeah, Why I, I couldn't like I remember watching it and the thing was the whole time I was watching it I was like why am I watching this like I I don't remember nothing about it was memorable memorable to me I mean honestly the only thing I remembered from it was Jared Leto as the Joker and it was just awful and I was like God this is awful and he wasn't in it a whole lot but it was just like I was distracted by how hard it tried yeah. it was just a massive failure for me I just, I mean. I would be a complete liar if I said I watched that from beginning to end. I, it was on and I watched it, but I wasn't really paying it much attention. I saw this thing kind of funny where it was like, hey, Jared Leto, how does it feel to be the only person that played the Joker that didn't win an Oscar? Yeah, they, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like, of people oh, that's have pointed that out. It was just a, a no. Um, yeah. And, and now, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, I... It, this isn't this isn't a film that I would ever recommend to anybody because it's like if you're if you're a comic book nerd and a comic book movie nerd you're gonna watch it and yeah. so I don't but if you're not like just don't I'm, I'm a, we'd like, love to know your thoughts on the film yeah I mean I'm not gonna be like oh go watch this for the amazing storyline the performances are good because mm-hmm. they're great actors mm-hmm. so you're gonna get that but uh, I don't know um, but yeah the j- jumping back into the to the Jared Leto thing there's a new uh, movie. Is it a show, a series, or a movie? I think it's a movie um, that's coming out with um, Lady Gaga mm-hmm. and um, Jared Leto and uh, Jesus Christ, my boy. I'm having boy. I'm having a brain fart right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely cannot. <laughs> <laughs> what is my fucking problem? Um, I can't remember his name. Uh oh. Oh boy. Here we go. Wow. It's it officially happened. Forty one. Uh, Adam Driver. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Like it's like it was like right there, um, and it, like I'm gonna watch it. But here was the crazy thing though, right? Everyone was going, "Holy shit! I can't believe that was Jared Leto. That totally didn't look like him." And it's like, yeah, that was the point. It's called prosthetics. Yeah. That uh, like I absolutely hate when people attribute that initial shock value to the actor that's not jared leto's changing his face that's a fucking makeup artist yeah. credit where credit's due yeah. i haven't watched this shit yet okay jared leto could be horrible in it he's probably not obviously but it's like that initial 
shock is always like, oh, because he's so great in method. Look what he did. He didn't do anything. He sat in a chair. Yeah. Okay. He sat down in a chair. Yeah. And several makeup artists worked their asses off to make it so that you had no idea you were watching Jared Leto that whole time. Yeah. So let's not. Yeah. <laughs> Credit to the makeup artist. Those are the people that you should be praising. We haven't seen the performance yet. Wait for that. Give them their credit. Hate that. Yeah. Hate that. Um, Any hoosers. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on Um, for next week. We'll figure it out. Shout outs. MoGraph. MoGraph. We'll be on September 3rd, Friday. Check it out. (laughs) And that's all the information that we have for you. Uh, Once again, we're going to tell you guys to be safe out there. We did this a year ago and it had absolutely zero effect, apparently, because here we are again. But like, don't be an asshole. Uh, Things are starting to get, you know, hairy again and and we may be shutting down again and like fucking hell uh, people so be dying yeah oh god <laughs> but I mean, yeah like, I, I mean i don't want to be callous about it but people are dying and uh, a lot of it is people that don't want to take the the um vaccine and look you and that's okay vaccine, don't that's, but then like wear a mask like yeah. something like so uh you know we and and some you know if someone you know, don't fucking make this political i'm not making political it's like we can't that's the thing that i want to get back to the way like, we were before all yeah. this shit happened and if we keep dragging this out then you know we're limited like this, let's this get COVID out thing isn't there. a political issue it is a political issue but it, it's, it's become but it's not it's a health issue well you know and, and look you don't you want to you want to become political you know, become but... political which is the most annoying part you don't want to take the vaccine fine you don't want to wear a mask fine but you can't you have to understand how viruses work and um but it doesn't matter i don't think people care how viruses work not and, anybody listening to this show and anyway. this is affecting every this is affecting everyone but where it where we are related to it in the show is just that it's it's affecting production and it makes things a lot harder and i'm not even going to think about dropping money into um uh, well not just not anything into any production into any of our productions and not even to consider doing that until we could all do that safely and so in the meantime it's like these little like one-offs and like having very small we've always had small cast and crews but now you know making sure that everyone in there is like vaccinated like uh, you know it's so annoying so it's like i want to be able to get back into everything i think you're gonna start i mean not to go off on a tangent but i I think you're gonna start seeing a lot of places that are going to require vaccines in order for you to well, they're opening, I don't know, either work uh, they're opening there or... broadway back up but you do have to be vaccinated you have to show proof of it so mm-hmm. um yeah so let's you know like please <laughs> get back to filming yeah um so yeah if you have something you want us to watch or you recommend or you've got a film or a show or whatever you know reach out yeah. we're here we're yeah. here for you this is all true